Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're here getting you ready for this Friday's football. And we've got uh, Mr. Piercy from uh, KMCD. Welcome back to the program, Kate. Hey, how are you? I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. What, uh, Nathan? Uh, uh, real quick, let's go over the the four teams that you cover: Cardinal, Van Buren, uh, 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 Pekin, and Fairfield. Okay. Uh, well, uh, if you just look at uh, last week, Fairfield got the win at home against Mount Pleasant. They dominated really from the beginning of that game. Uh, they, they Their first quarter, as you could describe as perfect football, they had the ball three times, touchdowns all three times, and they forced Mount Pleasant to punt the first two times they had the ball. So uh, the definition of perfect football right there. Uh, when you look at Cardinal and Pekin, those two, they have – uh, a long history of, of hatred between the two teams. Of course, not the same district, but uh, they always kind of get after it. Pekin shut out Cardinal twenty to nothing, and uh, you know last year, being the first year under head coach Clint Weber, they didn't win a game at all. Uh, Pekin didn't at least, and so this is the first win for Coach Weber on the Cardinal side. They're they're still trying to figure some things out. And uh, talking with their head coach, Rich Mason, it was a lot closer game than the 20 to nothing score. Uh, but they've got a lot of things to figure out with losing, I believe, 10 starters from last year's team, possibly all 11. Uh, then Van Buren County held off Central Lee 22 to 20 in a very, a very close matchup that uh, they, they, they went down and scored and then were able to help hold the Central Lee off uh, really down to the final moments. I believe they, they got the turnover on downs with about three seconds left to play in the game. So uh, some close close games, some, some games that were closer than they look like, and also, you know, Fairfield just dominating from the beginning. Well, let's go. I'm going to go over these game, these three games with you since two of them played, two of your teams played each other. Uh, right. Well, let, let's talk about this Fairfield-Mount Pleasant. Well, uh, it looked like Mount Pleasant started out slow, but uh, they did point up, put up 20 points in the second half. Uh was that just against uh, the second string, or did uh, Mount Pleasant really start to put something together? And and do they have well, a team to, to kind of reckon with? They they kind of they started to punch back in the second quarter. Uh, they started to figure some things out on offense. Uh, I believe they opened the second quarter with a touchdown, and then were actually forced Fairfield to punt. Uh, their defense kind of got things going as well, but overall. Most of those points came later on in the game. Uh, now, for the most part, they were against the, the Fairfield first-string guys. But, you know, talking with, with the Fairfield coach, Nate Wheaton, he rotates so many guys that you can't say that there's a legitimate just one, you know, one guy at each position. Everybody is rotating in. Uh, but overall, yeah, those, those points were, were scored against the, the, Fair, the Fairfield top guys. But at the same time, Fairfield's biggest lead was 28, and I don't believe Mount Pleasant got anywhere within 14 at any point, you know, within two scores. So uh, while they were, you know, against the top guys, they were still pretty far ahead when they did score at any point. Well, Scotty, Melvin, and I have been out. We've seen three games live, uh, and uh, uh, we saw a lot of uh, – cramps and uh, heat problems, you know, which is, you know, you're going to start a game in August. There's going to be a lot higher humidity than there would be later in the year. But uh, I heard Hunter Shakini got off to a super fast start and then uh, uh, he had a little heat problem. 
Yeah, you know, I, he did kind of uh, start to slow down there toward the end of the game. I mean, you look at his stat line, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. He put up 12 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that touchdown run actually capped off a 71-yard drive where he carried all he, all three plays. He got the ball and and he scored that entire 70-yard touchdown drive. But the good news is is that whenever he did start to have maybe a little bit of those issues. He wasn't necessarily needed as much. <clears throat> you know, like I mentioned in this game, Fairfield got up to such a big lead to start. I mean, you look up and they're up 21 to nothing. Well, I'm not saying that you can coast when you're up by three scores in the first quarter, but when you have the guys that, that Fairfield does, I mean, when, when you've got a speedy back like Case and Miller can also go out and catch. Tate Allen had some good legs on him. He made some good plays. And uh, some other guys that can fill in that backfield as well. If, if Shakini needed a little bit of a rest, it, it was no real problem for this team. Well, okay. Uh, this Van Buren game kind of intrigues me. Scotty Melvin says they were uh, got a lot of, lot of players back from last year. He was looking for, for them to take a big step forward. Nobody knew uh, anything about Central Lee, whether they were improved or they were kind of uh, – going to be at the bottom of things, but uh, that turned out to be a, a, a great game. Uh, did Van Buren County just beat, uh, did, did they underperform against a uh, low-performing team, or was this uh, was this what it appeared to be, was a battle between two two teams that really wanted to win? Well, I think it was that, and I think also something to keep in mind with the way that these two teams play the game of football is that these are two run-heavy, they're going to they're going to really, you know, go at you for the most part. And the stats don't always show that. I mean, Van Buren County did try to throw it 24 times, but uh, they were only successful on eight of those passes. And, and their their workhorse, Sam Worth, had 14 uh, rushing attempts for 41 yards. But overall, you know, when you look at these two shoots, the plays in the, in the ground game, and, and clearly Van Buren County had the edge in that. Uh Overall, I mean, Central Lee had more rushing yards, but they had twice as many rushing attempts. Uh, so I think maybe with, you know, Xavier and County, they were a little bit more of a rounded team. And if Central Lee maybe looked aired out a little bit more, or at least more accurate, their quarterback, Corey Jones, was only one for seven with one, with, uh, one yard through the air. If he can get a little bit more accurate, they will definitely be up. They they would have won that game had he been a little bit more accurate as well. Well, do you, do you agree with Scotty Melvin that, that Van Buren is taking a step forward and uh, uh, can be a team to reckon with this year? I do, especially given that uh, a lot of their top guys are seniors. Quarterback Jackson Manning is your senior, is a senior. Uh, Worth, who's your workhorse back back there, is a senior. Your leading receiver Anthony Duncan is a senior. So if they're going to make some make a splash and make some moves, this this is a good year for Van Buren County to do it. They've got a lot of senior leadership, a lot of seniors up front, and uh, yeah, I, I think they definitely took a step forward. And, and a lot of that just has to do with the natural mat, you know, maturing of these guys, both on and off the field. And talking with Coach Johnson, although they just kind of had to hang on for it, it was a good morale win for that team. Yeah, they're off to a good start, and I think this this could bode well or, or mean things, uh, particularly at the beginning of the season. You know, as uh, you know, wins build a lot of confidence. Now, Cardinal is the exact opposite of uh, Van Buren County. They're they're replacing all their best players. Uh, 
I believe they lost yeah. 10 seniors from last year's team. Uh, and uh, But they're a 2A school, and uh, Pekin uh, last year dropped down to A. So they, they a team with no wins, stepped up two, uh, two levels and, uh, and, put, uh, and uh, shut out a team and put 20 points up on the board. And, and like I say, got Coach Weber his first win. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I live in the Pekin School District, and everybody's walking a little taller this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and talking with Coach Weber after that game, uh, you could tell he was excited about the fact that no, not only that they got their first win, but to do it at home against Cardinal, who uh, basically bullied them last year, put up 70 points against them. I think that meant a little bit extra. He probably won't tell you that it does, but I think secretly it does. And and they did exactly what he talked about going into the season. He wanted his, his offensive attack, especially on the rushing side, to be more balanced, and they did just that. Logan Louderman had 13 carries. Luke Long had 12. Kate Bemis had 10. And Will Adam had 5. When, when you look at their team last year, their leading rusher who, who had, a, you know, it was very lopsided. It was their quarterback, Colton Kopstock. He's no longer there. Luke Long's now the, now the uh, quarterback there. But he did exactly what he set out to do in the offseason, and that's bring in a more balanced attack. And, heck, even look at that on, on the passing side. They completed two passes to, to two different receivers for almost the same exact amount of yards and each a touchdown. So a very balanced attack for this peak in offense is going to bode well for them in the future. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're are off to a flying start. And, and uh, to, that's the way to shake an 0-9 season, isn't it? To, to it it really is. And, 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 you know, when you look at it last year, he had a – of course you have a bit of an issue whenever you come in just a couple months before the season, not being in the program before, and, and trying to implement all this new things. You know, I think I believe you bring, brought in a lot of new assistant coaches as well. Uh, but having this full offseason with the guys, getting a full buy-in that's not, that's easier to obtain throughout an entire year rather than two or three months, and then having some some guys coming back and, and also talking with them before the you know before, even before the season is that he 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 wishes that all of these seniors that that he has on his team would have an extra year of eligibility because they show just as much fire in that. If he had them for another year, you could easily be looking at a eight and one, nine and one team. Not saying they won't do that this year, but giving those guys an extra year would make it so much easier for them to be able to do that. Well, uh, we're talking to Nathan Pearson at KMCD, and uh, you'll be calling the Fairfield game, right? Yes, I will be at Atoma as the Trojans take on our uh, the Atoma Bulldogs, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. You know, I. I did get to talk about it uh, much at first, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you were able to see, if any, of the Fairfield game. But if if you want an exciting player to watch, Max Wheaton of the Fairfield Trojans is definitely one to look out for. Yeah, uh, they got they got a trifecta: Hunter and uh, Shakini, and him and uh, Tate Allen. Uh, they're they're a great combination, and uh, to have yeah. to, I think having two threats makes each threat even more dangerous but we're yeah, gonna and, play, and, and there's some there's some sneaky ones on this on especially on the fairfield offense that uh you may not have circled or be watching out for but if you sleep on them they're gonna make you hurt they're gonna make you pay all right well uh nathan uh, Piercy of kmc is gonna be our first guest on beat the round guy 
uh, Scotty and I, and uh, we tried to get some guests, media people and other coaches and things to, to pick some of the games. Uh, we got 14 games here. Uh, four of the games will be with your teams and we'll expand into the, uh, the your, your discussion about the, this Friday's games. But let's, uh, are you ready to play? I'll give it my best shot. All right. The Washington Demons go to the Mount Pleasant Panthers. Now, you did get to see the Mount Pleasant Panthers. Uh, Washington won a, uh, a hard-fought game against uh, uh, a Burlington team that uh, was kind of a uh, fist fight that they they went through for four quarters over there. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I like Washington in this one. You know, Mount Pleasant showed served some good things. Uh, from their team, they show that they're they're able to bounce back and, and that they have a lot of guys. But I think they're they're not going to be nearly what they want to be yet. Especially, uh, you know, they found themselves down early and had had no real response to try to really get back into it. And when you look at Washington coming off of a, a, a very good win and a close win against Burlington, I think they'll ride that high into this game against Mount Pleasant. All right, well, this next team is a little similar to uh, Cardinal as they're replacing a lot of uh, great players that they had last year. And Sigourney Kyoto Cobras at the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Sigourney Kyoto losing out of a lot of guys. And, and you look at last year, I think that their biggest loss was Cade Malineau. I mean, he was absolutely unbelievable from that backfield, but... Uh, Mid Prairie looked good in, in, in their win over West Burlington, and and I think they're going to continue on that winning streak. Unfortunately for Sigourney Kyoto, I think they may be at a down spot in their program for maybe a year or two. So I'll take Mid Prairie, but at the same time, if, if S and K can figure something out, I won't be surprised. There's a little bit of an upset. Yeah, uh, I'd say if, if the game was in Sigourney, I'd probably take Sigourney. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and, and Sigourney did uh, put it to him last year, but this is, uh, you know, uh, it's early and, and uh, they can forgive us we're wrong a little bit. Now, here's a team that uh, that has our listeners kind of all abuzz, and that's the Columbus Wildcats. And they're playing Highland. Highland uh, did, they think they took on, what was it, the number two team or some, some really highly ranked team, super high-powered team last week that put it to them. Yeah, they, they took on East Buchanan, who is, who is a – a big time team, and uh, you know, if you look at this matchup, I think one of the things that's very interesting to look back on is their historical matchup. They've they've almost alternated each year. Highland maybe getting a little bit of a bigger edge, but overall, these two teams are going have been gone back and forth over the last ten plus twelve years, fourteen years even. Yeah, well, uh, Columbus is, is hot out of the gate with a big, strong win, and uh, they actually got some po- some votes in the coaches' poll this year, which was uh, which uh, kind of surprised me, but may- maybe it's well deserved. So it does seem like either way, this is going to be a hot battle. It's in Highland. Well, what do you, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, you know, this is going to be like you mentioned a, a very hot battle. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth between these two teams. Uh, but I, I would say Columbus has the slight edge. And, but given that it is at Highland, I think I'll take Highland in a bit. And I guess what you could call an upset, maybe a little bit of one. Uh, but I'll, I'll take Highland in this one. Wow. Well, a, a win would really uh, 
catapult uh, Columbus, I think, uh, uh, into a, you know, into a little bit more respect and uh, a little bit yeah. more uh, attention. Uh, they got a tough matchup. You know, I'm, I'm pulling for Columbus in this one. All right. It's, uh, this is probably not too difficult of one. This is uh, Winfield Mount Union at Iowa Valley. Uh, Winfield Mount Union has had an interesting year. They went to Martinsdale. Uh, and then they went and they're going to Marengo and they went to Moravia last week. So uh, they're, 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 I call them the M&M boys right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and actually, too, if, at least in the Radio Iowa coaches, boy, there's a couple coaches pull out there. Winfield Mount Union actually broke the, the rankings. I believe they're number eight. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think this is going to be much of an issue. Uh, Iowa Valley coming off of a, a high-scoring game against BGM, 78-74. to 74. Uh, But I'll take Winfield Mount Union. I, I think they're going to they're gonna roll past Iowa Valley, who maybe has some offense, but looks like might have a bit of a problem on defense. Yeah, uh, I, think, uh, I think in the first two games combined, Winfield Mount Union, the uh, Wolves scored like 130 points. Uh, yeah, up over 60, but uh, yeah, they gave up 50 points last week to Marengo, and that's another really great team. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm super high on Marengo, but uh, all right, uh, uh, HLV at Waco. Okay, well, I mean, if if I'm being honest, I don't I don't see much of an issue uh, for Waco. I think Waco is really a force to be reckoned with in all of eight player. I think they've got a, 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 a good chance to make a run. HLV losing to Montezuma last week by 10, but uh, Waco still, I think, really looking for that first test, and I don't think that'll be this week against HLV, who, you know, Waco, one of the top teams in, in the state, and I think they continued that run. Yes, I think they moved up to number two. And uh, yes. Scotty yep. and I have laid eyes on him. Scotty's going to that game. I'm going to the Mid-Prairie Sigourney game. But, uh, um, yeah, Waco, they deserve it. They're really good. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they are. And it's, it's every every part of their game, I I, I think. I mean, uh, their, their leading rusher, Reichen back. he's almost already at 200 yards just through two games. And their, their quarterback so far all year, has thrown one incompletion. Now, again, they don't throw the ball much, but whenever you're winning by big, you don't need to. Uh, but he's 13 of 14 so far with 294 yards. Well, uh, here's one a, a game where Scotty and I disagree a little bit. Uh, Pekin is traveling to Albernet. Uh, last week, I didn't think Pekin uh, was going to beat the 2A team, and uh, Cardinal had seemed to have had their number recently. But uh, by by winning that game, they really impressed me, uh, and I'm taking them. But Scott Scott Albernet, what what do you think about this game? Yeah, it, it, it's a tough matchup for Pekin, um, especially having to go to Albernet, and I think that might be the deciding factor. I mean, Albernet is is ranked, and I want to say they were number eight. Uh, this is also this the start of district play, so I think that'll. Maybe amp the guys up a little bit, but I'll take Albernet, unfortunately, in a very close one. But for my my coverage at my radio station, I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I do that, too. Uh, I pick games and hope I'm wrong, too. All right. Well, uh, 
Loiza Muscatine is at Wapolo, and what I think seems to be kind of a, a, a game I've got a little earmarked as a, could be a good game. Yeah, I think it could be, too. Unfortunately, both of these teams coming off of uh, pretty big losses, uh, but I think at the same time, that means that both of them are looking to fight to, to fight back and, and bounce back, really. Uh, I, I like Wapolo in this one, but I, I do agree this is going to be back and forth, and I think... I think I'm going to give the edge to Wapolo really just because they're at home. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Scott. Uh, I was going to go with Louise and Muscatine, but Scott was so passionate about Wapolo. And he actually thinks that they could, uh, they could uh, uh, put some points up and, and uh, really win this one big. But uh, I kind of was impressed with Louise and Muscatine. Uh, they, they seem to have a better start than uh, Wapolo, but uh, uh well, we'll, yeah, L&M just really ran in, you know, we talked about Columbus earlier. They just ran into a good uh, Columbus team. Uh, Wapolo, though, lost big to, to Mediapolis. And if I remember correctly, Mediapolis made a good run in the playoffs last year. Uh, so they're they're coming off of that loss. And, and again, I think it's going to be close, but uh, Wapolo being at home, I think they'll, they'll take that one pretty close. Well, you're going to have a bird's eye view for this next one. This is the game that Scotty Melvin says is the game – of the week. He says this is the matchup. This is the the two teams that are the closest matched together and it's Fairfield out of someone. Yeah, both of these teams are good. Uh, last year, I actually felt that uh, that that Fairfield uh, e- took care of Otoma fairly easy, easily, but I know Otoma's also gotten uh, a lot better since then. I mean, if you look at last year, I believe Fairfield won 42 to 20, maybe. I could be wrong on that again. Uh, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. However, the way Fairfield looked last week, it's hard to bet against this team. Uh, they've got playmakers all over the field. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Tate Allen looked really good. His deep ball accuracy has greatly improved since last year, which is going to help this team. And even if Atoma shuts down Max Wheaton in the passing game, they've got plenty of receivers that were able to get open oftentimes. May not be, we're not, may, might not have been able to get them a ball, the ball in that game against Mount Pleasant, but they were getting open. And if, if Tate Allen can find them, I think he'll be able to spread, spread that ball out really well and then find, start finding Hunter Chiquini on the ground game. And if this Trojan team can play up to their ability, they're pretty unstoppable for just about everyone that they're going to face. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin is super high on Fairfield. Uh, I have, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't as high on him as he was, you know, uh, and he believes in them and he believes they're going to win this game. Uh, but uh, I saw Tumwell come back and, and, uh, Score in the last minute to win a game last week on the road in Oskaloosa. And I got to think that uh, Oskaloosa, Fairfield, and Tumwell are all teams of similar abilities. Uh, Tumwell's a yeah. 5A school. You guys are on the road. I, I know that's a hostile environment there. Uh, and yeah, uh, that, I'm going I'm going to go with the Tumwell. Yeah, and, and that's going to make it a little bit closer, being on the road. And also the fact that, you know, these Fairfield kids aren't, used to playing on turf, which is what uh, Atumwa has, but I think if they get, I mean, if maybe if they get there a little early, given that it's not that far of a road trip, and they get on that field a little bit to warm up, they're going to get used to it, and 
honestly, I don't, I, I don't think Atoma is going to be able to stop this Fairfield offense from scoring uh, because they showed against Mount Pleasant that they, they can score pretty much any time they want. And it doesn't, it doesn't take long for them to score. So when they find themselves down, they can score pretty quickly if necessary. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin and I went to Martinsdale for the eight-man showcase, and that was a turf field. And believe me, uh, it didn't hurt Abram Edwards. It didn't hurt Cam Buffington. It sure didn't hurt uh, Shula Simon Reichenbach. In fact, I think it made him faster. Uh, so, yeah, and, and some people believe that. Some believe that the turf actually makes people go faster. Well, uh, I don't know how true that is or if you can even prove that, but there's some belief out there that that is the case. So I think you guys' speed, uh, uh, the turf may may not be a disadvantage, at least, for you. Right. Uh, but, uh, well, enough of that game. Here's another really tough game for you. Um, Central Lee at Cardinal. Yeah, uh, both teams, uh, you kind of mentioned it with Central Lee, and I mentioned it with Fairfield, but both teams, and uh, in, in I guess if you looked at pros, would be a rebuild. Uh but overall, just teams that are that are still trying to find it. They they've both lost a bunch of seniors from last year, so you can't really look at what happened last year and say, well, this is a good way to look at it because you just can't you just can't do that. Uh, however, you know, sure, Central Lee put up 20 points against Van Buren County, while Cardinal was unable to put up points against Pekin. Uh, but talking with with Coach Rich Mason at Cardinal. I think he figured out a lot of a lot of things about his team during that game that he's going to be able to use against Central Lee. And I, I've got Cardinal here, uh, but again, a very close one. And I'll give Cardinal the edge because they're at home and because they're, that home crowd can really uh, be helpful for that team. Well, there, there's a couple games, uh, that Cardinal home game and a Tumble home game, that's what, 15 miles apart or something like that. But a couple of yeah. pretty, big, pretty big games and uh, a lot of – all four of those team seasons will be affected greatly by who wins and loses that game. Well, yeah, uh, it, it'll be it'll be definitely an exciting one for 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 this area, especially on uh, Friday night. Well, uh, here's a here's a game that uh, I, I'm interested in what you have to say. Uh, it's Van Buren at Davis County. Yeah, look, Van Buren County first off looked a lot better than pretty much what they did last year, and now granted. Part of that is, is that they were healthy. That was their biggest concern or their biggest issue last year. Uh, you know, Davis County coming off a loss from PCM. Babe Huron, we just talked about Central Lee, but was able to hold on against them. And if you look at the historic matchup, Davis County has, has had the edge all three years. But I think this is the turning point. And I'll take Van Buren County. They look good. They've got a lot of senior leaders. At, compared to the sophomore leaders of Davis County. So I'll take Van Buren on the fact that they've got senior leadership and they're at home and they're, they're looking for a little bit of a vengeance uh, from last year. So Van Buren takes this one, and I I won't be surprised if they try to at least try to run away with it. Don't know if they will, but they'll definitely try. Well, that's good because that's what I picked. But Scotty had Davis County in that one. So glad to hear you're on my side there. Here. We got three more, and we got a couple minutes uh, all together left, but uh, we'll go through them quick. Keokuk at Burlington. Keokuk at Burlington, you said. Yep. Well, uh, you know these two teams, they uh, they're obviously well. They they know each other very well. Both coming off of losses to you know, comp I know there's no conferences in football; it's districts. 
but still both coming off of conference losses. Uh, however, Burlington had a, had a much – really the both teams that were within one score against, uh, against their uh, respective teams. I like I like Keokuk. I think Fort Madison was a really good team, and they and they put up their own against them. Uh, Burlington stats wise might be a little bit better, but I'll I'll take Keokuk in this one. But it'll be a very exciting game. For oh, it's too. exciting! Yeah, I was well, I was just real close to picking them too. I just picked Burlington because <laughs> they were home, but that's good. To yeah. I, I watched and, their and game. I thought they were well. Linville Sully North Mahaska. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Linville Sully, North Mahaska. Okay, sorry about that. Phone phone cut out on me. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Linville Sully is going to take this one. Uh, they, they've got a good team for them. They've got some young guys, but also some senior leadership as well. They're coming off a win. North Mahaska is coming off a pretty big loss. So I, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take Linville Sully on the road. Yeah, North Mahaska is a tough team, and they'll be at home. But uh, uh, Linville Sully a little too strong in this one. And here's the last one, Burlington Notre Dame at Fort Madison. Uh, Fort Madison's coming off of a off of a big win. Uh, West Burlington is is a is a pretty tough team, but they're coming and they're coming off of a loss. However, Fort Madison has pretty much had their number, and I think they continue to do that. They've got a lot of senior leaders. They can throw it, they can run it, and they've got a decent defense as well. And, and I saw that firsthand last year. And I will a little bit later on this year. So I like Fort Madison, or I, yeah, I like Fort Madison, especially being at home, and they've got a good home crowd. Well, this has been Nathan Piercy. He's playing beat the round guy and giving us some uh, accounts of, of last week's game. This is an excellent interview. It was uh, packed uh, down to every second, and uh, we're only five seconds left in the episode. So thanks for being with us. All right, thank you. <laughs> we're out.